Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. It is wonderful. What a, what a time to be alive. Oh man, I don't know about you. I'm thankful for breath. I'm thankful for life. Thankful to be here. Thankful for every season we get to live through. Some of them are better than others. But truly thankful. And uh, I want to help you today. Uh, at the start of a year. And um, who knows what's coming this year. I mean, the world's crazy, right? So who knows what is coming this year. And um, I've got a circle here for everyone online. I feel like I'm on a, a yellow TED Talk. And um, I'm going to try and stay on the circle for you. Uh, so it's good to have you in Gunnedah and Gaia and Bendy and Armidale and, and uh, soon to be Narrabri and Port. So good to see you all. And uh, Happy New Year. And so I really want to help you today in the minutes that we've got. And so I want to pray. Why don't you just close your eyes, just settle your heart with me right now. Some moment of silence. Heavenly Father, you're able to cut through everything. Every voice, every circumstance, everything. And you're able to speak to the heart and minds of people. It's an extraordinary thing. And so take these words today and um, bring glory to you. And somehow speak to people's hearts and minds by them in that way that only you can. We give you the honor and the glory in advance. And we pray for our hearts to be wide open and responsive at the start of this year. In Jesus' name, amen. And uh, how to get and go after a God-worthy dream. I love a good dream. I love a good vision. And uh, um, I, I, you know, I have a one-year vision. Right now, I've got a 26-year vision. Take me through to 78 years of age. And uh, I am 100% committed to it. Uh, I've had them in the past. We've seen them come to pass. We're in the middle of part of one now. And, but long-term, I'm like, I can see it. It's written down. I imagine the day. And you think, well, you're crazy. Here, here, they're just a little side thing. I, I had this place where I pictured the end of that vision coming to pass. And I was in this location that I had no intention of ever being. But it's just where I imagined this daydream vision that came into my head. And I'm about 80 odd years of age. And I'm a little bit tighter than I used to be. And one of my children walks in and says into my ear, Dad, it's happening. There's like sparks of revival across the country. And I remember thinking, if that's what I spend the next 26, next 30 years to do, is to hear the whisper of revival for a generation that's right, you know, emerging and being born, I can give my life to that. And you know what it's like, your mind plays tricks on you. I imagined, I didn't mean to imagine where I was, I imagined the place where I was and the outlook I had, the aspect, the street. And I forgot about it. And some of you know we're moving and we signed a lease this week and then I realised it was the street and the outlook and the aspect and the elevation of the place where my child comes and whispers into my ear that, Dad, the sparks of revival are coming. 
And so I don't know, but I don't know what the odds are of that. I certainly didn't think of it. And then after it, I went, oh, wow. I want to talk to you today about living a God-worthy life and a God-worthy year. How do you go after it? How do you, how do you get it? And how do you go after a God-worthy dream in 2024? Because the reality is most of us are going to go after something in some way, aren't we? Whether it's you're going after global domination or a, you know, a, a um, um, backyard garden that plants tomatoes. You're going after something this year somewhere, maybe in between global domination and planting a backyard garden with tomatoes. Somewhere in there, you're going to go after something something this year in some way at some level and 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 so there might be a range of things that we go after and and they're good and you know they're just good and and we thank God for that they're just good things to go after and good things to enjoy and I love that God's made life like that that, that that's his in part of his intent and so there are good things to go after and but but at the, at the bottom line is a godly perspective about all that I'm doing and is there godly perspective? Is there a God-worthy part, bottom line? Might buy a house, might develop a property, might go on holidays, might, I don't know what it is, plan the biggest barbecue ever because you're having a significant birthday. Like, um, no, I won't say who that person was last week. They might not be happy about it. Sherry Smith. And so you just don't know. I thought about it and held it and then went there. Sorry, Sherry. And uh, I don't know. They're all good things. But, but what about the God-worthy thing, getting a, a desire or a dream? And, and so what, what's that look like? What are you going after in 2024? And how do you get something God-worthy going on? And, and so here's what I've learned. I used to think that everybody just needed to get vision for the future like I do which is a silly thought and uh, it's a limited thought because not everyone's wired like you and fortunately I'm married to a person who's wired very differently to me and Bron said to me one day Daz I've never had a vision about the future I've never had a dream for down the track and what that looks like and then someone said to her one day oh Bron sure you have vision it's just value driven not vision I thought that was a good thought. And so a God-worthy dream might be value-driven. It might be action-driven. It might be vision-driven. It really doesn't matter how it comes, how you're wired will probably determine how God moves and speaks and all of that. And, and so I want to help you with that this morning. A, a value-driven dream or a vision-driven or an action-driven. One of my friends thinking about, you know, a, a value-driven dream. One of my, I sent out a text and asked them about 2023 and 2024. And this person said, I'm, untrusting, I'm, I'm trusting unswervingly and loving extravagantly. That's a value-driven dream for 2024. Pretty good one. And uh, trusting unswervingly and loving uns- extravagantly. That's a good setup for the year. Some people live with a... Why is my hand shaking? Live with a action-driven dream. And uh, again, I asked a few people and someone said to me, changing perspective that changes outcomes. That's an action-driven dream. I love that. Um, uh, Fritzy said to me, um, last year was about consistency. This year is about responding to the promptings of God. It's an action-driven dream for his year. And, and I'm like, when, man, what I know about being stirred by God to respond to the promptings of God tells me that the prompting's coming. And uh, when it comes... He's going to be ready. And uh, that's good, an action-driven dream. And then some people have vision-driven dreams and, and, and whatever that is and, and whatever that looks like, what we're looking for is it to come from God. And so for you and I, what does that look like? I mean, 
I have a vision-driven dream for our church, and many of you know that. I, I, I want a place that people love and that they love to invite to. And, and, and right from early on, those of you who've been around will know that, you know, we said, we, 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 I want to see good churches in communities that don't have one or don't have one maybe that you can invite your friend to. They might be great in some other way. And, uh, and that's been kind of what we've just stayed with. And, and then last year when I had some time off and I was sitting in the Bahamas and last year I, I thought... It's not happening fast enough, God. What would you like to do? And, uh, and I don't take credit for the thought. I think it's probably a God thought that I then interpret and respond to. And this year, I'm working with, like, I developed this thing while I was off to help other churches go multi-site regionally, and a whole bunch of them in Victoria and New South Wales, and it looks like probably Queensland have signed on so that they can put churches in other places. And suddenly, that vision takes on another layer. And of course, at the chapel, where our focus and priority is, we move into helping that happen in Narrabri and launching that in port. Vision-driven dreams. God does it for you. He does it for me. Vision-driven, action-driven, value-driven, whatever it is how to get a God-worthy dream, whatever that looks like. And so some questions. If, if you dream, if you think about what you would be dreaming about if it came to pass, what's the effect of that? What's the outcome? What's the impact? What's the influence? How God-worthy is it? And, uh, you know, for many people in our church, in this room and in every room, that's how they've lived their life. That's going to be their story. They're going to live God-worthy years. Their lives are going to have an impact. They're going to have outcomes. They're going to have influence that really matters. And um, so my hope today is to see you get some clarity around that. That's what I want, some clarity. Go home, able to get some clarity around God-worthy dream in 2024. To do it, I'm going to take you to Exodus chapter 18. It's one of my favorite passages of Scripture. It's profoundly shaped my life, and I promise not to preach from it all year. And uh, it's, it's Exodus chapter 18, and Moses is worn out at the end of himself, that, that he is a leader as his hyperextended limits, and they as a people are at their hyperextended limits too. And his father-in-law Jethro turns up and, and he sees all that God's done and they have a big party and celebrate how far they've come. I think that's the kindness of God, that he lets them celebrate before he gets down to the next. And, and so they celebrate all that God's done. And the next day, Jethro turns up to watch Moses at work and Moses expecting Jethro to go, you are awesome and so is this and Jethro gets to the end of the day and he says these words then Jethro Moses father-in-law brought a oh no that's a burnt offering that's a celebration father-in-law saw all that he was doing he said what you're doing is not good you and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out the work is too heavy for you you can't handle it alone now listen to me and I'll give you some advice and may God be with you 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 to be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Teach them his decrees, instructions, show them how they're to live and how they're to behave. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men, who hate dishonest gain and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, tens. And then it goes down, he says, um, what you're doing is not good, he says. And if you do this and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain and all the people will go home satisfied. Who knows, that's a good day. <laughs> I've lived in the place, not on the scale, where the strain might get you if you don't change something fast. And then God looks and he cares enough for Moses to speak to Jethro. Jethro acknowledges it's God. To speak to Moses. 
to free him up, but also, and more importantly, to speak to the nation and make sure they don't die frustrated and that they set up for their God-appointed future. And Moses listened. He did everything his father-in-law said, it goes on to say. And so before we go too far, hidden in here is a great measure of God-worthiness, I think. Uh, Because Jethro says, if you do this and God so commands, you will be able to. And, And I think that Uh, right there and then this line which is in there as well listen now to me and I'll give you some advice and may God be with you I think Jethro points out that God is in this God commands you and if you get this right God's going to bless this and God's going to be with you and they're great measures of the God worthiness of a thing like the thing that I'm fired up about stirred about this year Is 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 it possible like Jethro who says this isn't me this is God or Nehemiah, who starts out thinking it's him and ends up realising it's God, is it possible that the God-worthy thing on the inside of you is not in fact you, but it might be God? I told you the story at the front going, I probably thought that was just me daydreaming, and now I'm like, maybe this is God. And the thing, if you measure it, could it be God? Because if it couldn't be God, it's probably not God-worthy. If you're like, ah, God's probably... Doesn't mean it's bad. It might still be good. But is the God worthy going to come to the fore in your life this year? Because if, if you're a believer, if you're not a believer, you might not be there. But if you are a believer, you and I are called to the God worthy purposes of God all the days of our life while we walk this planet. As long as I'm breathing, there's a God worthy purpose for me to go after. And as long as you're breathing, there is a God worthy purpose. And you don't want 2024 to be the year where you just press hold. Why would we do that? Why wouldn't we determine right now that 2024 will be the most God-worthy year that I've ever lived and you might have lived some pretty good ones? And so he says all that, God-worthy, God's backing this. And so how might, sorry, what are you going after? I want to give you three things. What are you going after? How are you going to get and go after a God-worthy dream? And I want to give you the get today and then when I'm with you in person, um, oh, we'll, we'll do the, the go after. And so I'm going to get a, um, an image on the screen. It's going to have three circles on it for the guys at the back. Oh, look at that. You've got it. How do you get a God-worthy dream? This is how I do it. This is how I teach people to do it. This is how Nehemiah did it. This is what Jethro does. It, it starts with holy discontent. Holy discontent makes clear why we have to act. It builds on what I'll call mission conviction. That makes clear the action we've got to take. And then it builds on vision clarity, and that inspires action. It's the vision clarity that actually inspires action. Um, And so let let me break that down for you, help you think through it, as I give you the tools today for God to move you with God-worthy dreams this year. Let's talk about holy discontent. Holy discontent, making clear why we must act. Jethro sees that burnout is coming for Moses that frustration's rising in the people, and the way it is, is that it's hyperextended limits. He just looks, and it's interesting, Moses, as good a leader as he is, he can't see it, and he needs someone to come in, which sometimes we do, and to just speak to him, and, uh, and help him make the change that he needs to make. And, and Jethro is like his holy discontent here that Moses could burn out and the people could be frustrated and suffer and that this could be a ceiling on their God appointed future. And, and the, the, the holy discontent is strong in him. He, he has it enough to go, what you're doing is not good. Now, I mean, it was good. He cared for people. He worked all day. 
but suddenly what was good once is not good now. And, and so Jethro's speaking to him, and this is his holy discontent. What about you? What, what stirs up in you when you sit around it long enough? What is it that you can't shake that has to shift? Like, is, is there something in you like, that, that you can't shake, it has to shift? You just have to do something. It's like, this won't do. This has to change. There remains so much need or even so much God-given opportunity and potential. What is it that stirs in you that's God-worthy enough to go fully after it? What is that in your life? What is that in mine that's different for you than it is for me? And and so what is that? It might be that you can't bear the thought of kids growing, your kids growing up not to serve God. And, and, and so I want to go all, 2024 would be a great year to go all in on a God-worthy purpose of raising your kids all in around the things of God. Maybe you don't want to see people fall through the cracks around here and in your local church where you are. Maybe, you know, and it's great to get a holy discontent about that and get upset about it, but holy discontent needs to transfer into action. There's, there's a reason that God stirs our heart around certain things that we just can't shake and that we that don't go away. What, what, what remains unchanged? What is, what's got to happen? Maybe you want to see people looked after better or, or maybe it's the potential in people that you want to go after. I, I, in 2024, I tell you, I walk into the building next door. It's been a huge blessing. I get like a discontent every time I walk in there. I'm like, I want our kids to be somewhere awesome. And as many of you know, I'm like, I want to see the renewal of the next generation. And so we've been working on that in the background and it'll be coming forward shortly. But it's a holy, it starts with a holy discontent. What is that in you, where you're at? I thank God for worship leaders and tech team and kids workers and baristas and everyone who have a discontent enough that it would result in mission conviction to serve. But what is it for you? School teachers and students and parents and all kinds of workers and volunteers, business people who want to make a God-worthy difference. And somewhere there, there's a holy discontent, I think, that we can tap into that that really sets us up. For some of us, we're disciples, but becoming a disciple maker is a holy discontent that must happen next. And whatever that is for you, and that's the first thing. So what is your holy discontent? And then number two, mission conviction. It makes clear the action we must take is a positive action to our holy discontent. Moses is going to do this incredible work and Jethro sets it up brilliantly. And Moses is going to run with it, not only now, but for the rest of his days. And in fact, the thing that they set in place will generations later turn up delivering an incredible military power to the nation of Israel. And so holy discontent and connect it with mission conviction. What are you going to do about it? What's the positive agenda? And um, the chapel team in Gaira, I think we've got a little slide, their food pantry. If you listen to Kerry long enough, Kerry, Pastor Kerry there, if you listen to Kerry and Lyndon um, long enough, you'll know that they really, their heart is in the community. They always talk about the food pantry, how many people they're feeding. They have a discontent about people going without. And they have a mission conviction about meeting part of that need. And it's powerful. And they, they do homes every week. And um, we might get this next slide up, the tiny foxes image. Um, some of you, if you're in the room, uh, even if you're not, you'll uh, have had Trish probably speak for you. And Trish and Renee launched a thing last year called Tiny Foxes. And it's there designed to help free people from financial debt and really set them up to prosper in life. 
It's a holy, convi- holy discontent that now has mission conviction. And it's powerful. And, you know, it's God-based and, 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 it's, and it's liberated a whole bunch of people in our church. There's so many great stories. And just as a side note, it didn't start there. They didn't wait till they had a business venture. Like originally, Trish would do other people's courses with her um, insight into that space just here at church for people. And sat with Bron and I individually and uh, so many other people. And, and then Renee joined it and they volunteered together and served Jesus Church. And now they're here where that discontent has turned into mission vision that can actually just liberate so many people financially and set them up for God-worthy, God-blessed futures. Um, What is that for you? Or where is it that you can connect with it? Because most of the time we don't need another venture. We just need to connect with what God's doing around the conviction that he's placed in our heart. What is that for you? And then the third thing is just vision clarity. Just praying that God gives you a God-worthy, or not a God-worthy, a God vision for it. What's this look like? That picture of the future that creates passion in the present. What, what is that? And it doesn't, it's not about the size of the dream, right? It's about the significance. It can be about the one, you know, it can just be about something. It doesn't need to be big. It just need to be God worthy, God worthy. God, God is the Ephesians 3.20 God who can do whatever and beyond whatever we think and ask and imagine. And he's in relentless pursuit of the one. He's, he's about both all at once. And so what's the, what's the God worthy vision that he might stir in you? I took the liberty of writing one for tiny foxes. Sure, they got their own, but I don't know what it is. Here it is. Liberating thousands from, from debt to live blessed and called. Because it's not just about releasing them from debt. It's about releasing them to be blessed and also to be called. Well, I don't know. I copyrighted it before I came in this morning, just in case it worked. Frank, I was with Frank. Think about, think about vision. Frank, I reckon Frank has not thought about it this way. Just He might have. So Frank and a whole bunch of other Christians from across the church in Tamworth um, uh, do the driver reviver out on Armadale Road. And I was going by him to Katie the other day, yesterday and his car was there, stopped, said hi. And I got back in my car and he, I'd asked him something. He said, oh, we'd see, they'd seen, I don't know what it was, maybe 40 people that day or whatever it was. And I started to think about that in terms of m- not mission, but vision. And I started to think about this, this is the power of vision. I, Frank, Frank, I came up for one with you for you as well. Um, connections that bless with ripple effects everywhere. Right? Think, think about that vision for the driver of Iver. You know, someone else is like, oh, I've got to do another volunteer four-hour stint at the driver reviver out in Armadale Road. I could be out at the dam. I could be watching the cricket. could be anywhere. And I'm out at the driver reviver because someone else won't pick up a shift. Or they can see the vision that's here. Is it 40 people? And I've got a map of Australia out in my office. I meant to bring it up. I got caught talking in the foyer. I meant to bring it up. And I wanted to draw those 40 lines to the 40 people and where they come from. Some local, some regional, some in our state, some across Australia. And then I thought, what if you drew those lines, those individual lines, every holiday period for an entire year? Imagine doing it on Country Music Festival. 
You'd have them in Broome and you'll have them in Tasmania. You'll have them in Western Australia. You'll have them in Dungowan. You'll have them everywhere, right? Hundreds. Imagine you ran that out across the year. Imagine you ran that out across two. Imagine you ran that out across five or 10 years. Imagine that that exists for the church beyond Frank's tenure. And I tell you what, what we got here, connections that bless with ripple effects everywhere has suddenly taken on a power that we never dared dream, imagine, and God's at work through the testimony of their life. They were just one watering moment where someone like me, when they were young, went, oh, that Christian was a good guy. That Christian was a good guy. And it just changes people's lives. And so your year, I'm just talking about someone making coffee, giving biscuits and having a conversation could be world domination and it could be that but whatever it is this year may you make it God worthy may you spend some time in prayer this week just getting settled on the holy discontent that you won't go away and you have to do something about a mission conviction that changes that situation and ask God for a vision of the future that will compel you always until he brings it to pass in Jesus name amen God bless you We're going to worship, aren't we? So we're going to do. We're going to worship. So why don't you stand with me? I'll tell you something very, very God-worthy, apart from a Packers jersey. Something very God-worthy. Worship. Like if you would have just pulled two or three things that absolutely are God-worthy maybe turn that around and go worthy God is worthy of right it's worship and uh, I don't know if I shared this story when we were away on holidays um, we, Lockie and I went to watch the Green Bay Packers did I tell you that in Green Bay Wisconsin snow falling which is good except it was an outdoor stadium <laughs> and it was just this phenomenal moment for us it's like that's as good as it gets for Lockie and I, this side of heaven, apart from when he gets married and maybe even then. And uh, so, you know, and there was this moment, there was about one minute left on the clock in this game and uh, our team made this play and, and, and uh, 78,000 people went crazy. I mean, nuts, nuts. And so did we. We're like, I'm like... Yes, 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 this is awesome. And I looked to find Locke and and we both looked at each other like that, just going, can you believe it? For a football game in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And here we are in the presence of Almighty God. And you and I just have a few minutes and then uh, uh, communion. So I'm asking you right now at the start of the year, make a statement. It might be understated because that's who you are. It might be extroverted because that's who you are. But let us bring everything in this moment. I brought everything to it. That, may we bring everything to this moment in the way that we do. Some God-worthy worship that sets the tone for our year. Amen. Let's do it. Let's do it. 
Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring your faith or a follower of Jesus, there's a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to thechapelcollective.com.au And thanks again for listening.